What's going on, Internet? The Black Hokage here, aka TVH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but I do think out loud here on anchor.fm slash the Black Hokage. We are also available on Spotify and all eight. This, ooh, <laughs> oh man, I, this is the third fucking episode and I can never, I can never get my day. I swear to God, I'm not doing this on purpose, y'all. I don't know what it is, but th this ain't like the other shit. I just don't give a fuck. We only do it one take, man. I, I meant to say we're available on all spot. All <laughs> we're available on Spotify and all other major podcast outlets. <sighs> Hoosah. Today in which I'm recording this podcast is August 10th, 2018, and I want to kick this podcast off by updating you guys on my current situation. Uh, if you checked out last week's episode, you know that my last pair of Andis T-Liner Clippers fell in the line of duty. I had to cop a new pair to keep my hairline crispy. And I'm proud to announce that Private Andis, he's, he's doing well. He's keeping my hairline nice, so I'm not out here looking crazy in these streets. Hell, if he finishes my hairline, uh, if it... <laughs> finishes my hairline i don't know i ain't trying to get my shit pushed back but if he finishes his tour on my hairline early 2019 um we might have to give him a promotion to sergeant andis um and if you're wondering why i keep talking about my hairline it's because either you're not black or you have no black friends negroes roast each other all day every day you can talk about his mama his job his car he do not care but talk about a black man's hairline sitting in the back of the line or the back of the damn bus and you might lose your life <laughs> uh life advice with me all right on today's episode we're going to be talking about gaming anime a little bit of a uh, tv some life relationship shit and then we're going to get into that music as i promised on the last episode um let's go ahead and start with the gaming like i always said so the past uh weekend we had evo 2018 if you're unfamiliar evo is the biggest gaming not the biggest the biggest fighting game tournament uh that happens every year um people from across the world fly into las vegas and they fight and uh a lot of different they compete in a bunch of different games and basically it's for it's for all the clout it's all the clout all the money all that bullshit um and i just want to say first of all it was refreshing to see some new games on the stage uh every year we have our street fighter we have our tekken you get your guilty gear um but this year there was no marvel there was no uh oh yeah there was blaze blue which is uh, cross tag which is new um and then you also had dragon ball on the main stage it was nice to see some new games and not only that but dragon ball was the biggest game uh in the uh, tournament this year i think they said eleven thousand people signed up to compete sonic fox came out on top i don't know if you guys saw the the top eight but that final match was sonic fox sonic, Fo sonic fox was freaking crazy he called for that side switch and then he just went the fuck off on old boy from japan um either way kudos to both because I hate Dragon Ball playing it because there's so many cheesers online. But watching Dragon Ball being played at a high level, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I admit, like when I watched some of the earlier matches, it was kind of boring to watch. But watching two top tier players go at it, just like any other game, is always fun to watch. So shout out to Sonic Fox, that Black Excellence taking the uh, Evil Tournament this year. Well, not the Evil Tournament, but the uh, the uh, Dragon Ball Tournament or whatever. Um, that also brought new eyes to. I feel like that brought a lot of new eyes to. Uh, evo 2 because it is dragon ball so it's gonna bring the anime fans in and maybe they've never watched evo shout out to evo's presentation oh my god like a lot of a lot of these esports like the call of duties and the the dotas and the league of legends and all this shit like y'all can take some pointers evo just does really well with the way they present their games uh they, they everything is scheduled it feels organized and there's also like this positive energy about evo like there were a couple of nutty ass moments in the tournament, but uh, for the most part, you watch it and people compete, people get their ass beat, but they always shaking their hands and it was always positive. Except for that guy for the for the Smash community. Oh my god. That was one of my favorite things about this year's Evo. 
people hate the smash community at evo because a lot of people feel like it's not a real fighter but i also watched the video a couple weeks ago kind of breaking down why the fgc community kind of doesn't really fill the smash community um it's because mainly like from what he was explaining and it made us a lot of sense it's because they basically bullied their ways into the fgc but then they don't respect the culture they don't respect all the other fighters it's kind of like they just show up to compete in smash and fuck everything else versus like someone who completes in, someone who competes in street fighter they may not compete in tekken but they'll still respect tekken players they'll still watch it there's just kind of like this um camaraderie that's been built up for because you may not you may be new to the fgc but the fgc is the ogs of competitive gaming uh before all this other esports is popping up before it was even called esports evo was a thing man this has been going on since like the 90s or some shit like that uh so this is a, a community that everybody is friends with each other. Everybody knows each other. Everybody respects each other. And the way he explained it is like, I, it was like a few years ago when uh, they bullied the way they bullied their way into Evo with, with the charity thing. And it's cool to see Smash on the on the main stage. I'm actually a Smash Bros fan, and I think the Smash Lander is funny. But uh, they basically bullied them ways and they bullied their way into the FGC, and they just don't have a really a respect for the culture. It's kind of like we play Smash, and this is, it is what it is. I, like it was kind of disrespectful. I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was the final match. Both dudes played Bayonetta, and both dudes was just sitting there charging the character, and they started getting boos and shit. And then one of the dudes who was working on the staff for Evo had to come up and tell him like, "Hey, it's against the rules to stall." Like they're basically trolling the audience. And it's like this is why nobody likes y'all, basically. Uh, and I'm not mad at it, even as a Smash fan. I, I can understand where they're coming from. It's like just was, you don't. It's kind of like how I don't know was it, what was it Jake or Logan Paul, but one of them Paul brothers. I don't know if you guys remember when that video hit Twitter. Uh, when they went to Japan and they did all that racist shit. It's like you don't go to somebody else's country and disrespect them. You go there to indulge in the country, respect it, learn from them. So you can become a better person as a whole. And it feels like they're just going to somebody else's country and just kind of doing whatever the fuck they want. And I don't co-sign that shit. But that led to a lot of Smash Bros slander in the comment section. Like I remember, um, I don't remember what game it was being played. I want to say it was uh, Guilty Gear, something like that. No, it was uh, it was whatever that was played right before Tekken. Right before Tekken, I think it was the Smash Bros. Telling and like people in the comment section were just like, "All right, guys, Smash is coming up. Everybody, let's go take a nap so we're refreshed for the Street Fighter and the Dragon Ball Finals." Or like they were just talking about how Smash Brothers players stink and they smell like shit in the comment section, and like it was just funny, like how they were just it's so much negativity towards that community, and they got to do a better job of they got to do a better job of uh working on their image but then again smash brothers may players maybe y'all don't care whatever evo 2018 was fun definitely check out some highlights if you didn't get a chance to see what it was all about um the only thing i do hate about evo is every year i watch it and every year i get inspired to pull my fight stick out of the closet and then i remember when i get online that i'm fucking trash uh so there's always that <laughs> but let's talk about the biggest story of the week motherfucking ign oh my god if you are living under a rock, let me break it down for you. So, IGN, you guys know it's probably the biggest gaming website. It's between them and GameSpot. They always go one and two, two and one, whatever. IGN is one of the biggest gaming websites. They've been around since the 90s. I've been reading them since I was a kid. But over the years, their credibility has been attacked. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the... Uh, too much water in pokemon review like they always do like dumb little shit they always release like like gameplay videos and the gameplay is just awful there's the it started this whole argument of uh can can journalists even play games or do they just be running their mouths and i'm not gonna lie to you i'm gonna give you guys some insider shit i've been going to i've been going to e3 for four years now and i've also gone to various other gaming events all throughout the years 
and uh, I kind of play the both sides of the fence. I play the journalism side, but I also play the influencer side. Honestly, whatever gets my foot in the door, that's how I get to the event. If they want the Black Hokage to come to the event, that's who's gonna come. But if I can come as just under my government name and the Gaming Illuminati website, then I'll go. Whatever gets my foot in the door, I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to succeed, basically. Long as you're being transparent, I feel like that's fair, like when I have sponsorships and shit like that, which I always am, so can't nobody call me nothing. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, they've been losing their credibility over the years for various little stunts that they've been doing. And it just it came to fucking a blow point, a fucking blowing point this week. Um, so they released their uh, Dead Cells review, which has been getting rave reviews. I have not played the game, but uh, I'll get around to it eventually. It's a 2D platformer action game, kind of a Metrovania type game with like procedurally generated levels and shit like that. And people have just been going crazy for it. So IGN, they reviewed Dead Cells. They released it. And it turns out this review was plagiarized. I repeat, this review was plagiarized, meaning they stole a motherfucking review. How does this happen, man? So turns out I forgot the dude's name, but uh, he stole the review from a YouTuber named Boomstick Gaming. He released his review like a week before IGN. So there was no denying it. And then what he did is he was like, hey, guys, I think IGN stole my review or they're just big fans or something. And he put the video side by side. Just look up his channel, Boomstick Gaming. And like he basically just played a clip and then he would play the clip from IGN. And IGN like it's one thing if like you try to reword the shit, they stole his fucking review verbatim, bro. Word for word. Like he would be like, I like Dead Cells because the platforming and blah, blah, blah. Then he cut the IG and I like Dead Cells because the platforming and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, yo, how the fuck did this get past the editing floor? Because for those of you who don't know, like these big conglomerates, these big gaming websites, one of the benefits of being independent is I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can release it whenever the fuck I want. I don't answer to anybody. But these big conglomerates that hire people, that they, they come on staff like IGN, they have multiple editors and the video or the article has to go to the editor to be approved before it gets on the website. They're checking for, you know, various mistakes, fact checking and all that other shit. So I don't know how many editors touched it, but at least one touched it. How the fuck did this get past IGN's editors, bruh? That's what I want to know. And also in the defense of IGN, this is the problem I feel like with these big, these big uh, conglomerates. Um, they never if you if you're not paying attention to like an IGN review, you'll never know that the person that's reviewing the the voice of the person that's reviewing that video is just somebody who's voicing the script. If you pay attention to a review, like on the bottom left, it'll always say review written by Bob Bebo. I don't, I don't know. Why the fuck did I say that? <laughs> Goddamn Bob Bebo. Uh, it'll say review written by Bob Bebo and voiced over by Tom Cruise. Why did I say Tom Cruise? I think I'm Tom Cruise, <laughs> but I'm Bobby with the tool. <laughs> Um, and if you don't pay attention, you would never know. So the person who's speaking is not actually, that's not actually their thoughts. They're just projecting another person's thoughts. Um, and you have to pay attention to that. And I feel like that's a problem that IGN has always had, that they don't really communicate that well. Um, they've been trying to be more personality driven content lately. I don't know if you guys have seen over the past years, IGN has kind of been like trying to create personalities and stuff. And they've been doing like let's plays and shit. They've been trying to do more YouTuber type shit. That's why I said I play both sides of the fence because I see where the industry is going. Um, it's all personality driven content. Um, but that's one thing I feel like they do a piss poor job of communicating who is actually reviewing the game because uh, the not enough water review that was reviewed by some that was reviewed by someone totally different than the person who actually voiced the review. And you had to have noticed that when they uh, when they showed the little credits at the beginning. But yeah, how did the fuck did this get past the editors? That's what I want to know. Maybe uh, 
maybe because the internet is so big but then again it wasn't a lot of dead set dead cell reviews out damn like how did this happen listen in the in the defense of ign i thought i don't think i would ever fucking defend them but i, I don't think i would ever defend them but in defense of them they have hundreds of people on staff and the fun fact about this the dude who dropped this dead cell review this was the first time that he ever did a review for ig and he was actually a new he was a new employee <laughs> imagine your first review dropped maybe he was just like nervous he didn't know what big words to use so he just stole boomstick games big words or whatever bro so it's like I, if anything i think ign where i'm going with this is ign needs to do a better job of vetting they do a better job of vetting their employees they need to see what they're about this was his first review ever someone really needed to look it over because at the end of the day they do represent your company but ign does need to do a better job of understanding of teaching people that this is just that person's opinion this isn't the entire ign's opinion that's why i decided to do on the gi channel we do group reviews i try to get everybody who played like god of war i tried to get everybody who played god of war on the same video so you can hear all our opinions and you can see that we all have different opinions and this isn't just the GI. This isn't just what every GI thinks as a whole. This is what the individuals think. And then at the end, everybody gets their score and I average it out. And I say, this is the official GI score um, based off of what everybody said. I feel like they got to do a better job of bringing individuality to these big websites, because right now it just looks like this is IGN's opinion. Um, what I will say is the funniest thing about this whole situation is the fallout that happened with this if you go on any ign video right now it, it, it could be a gameplay video and people will be like did you guys even record this gameplay is this your gameplay or it'll be like they dropped another review so did you guys write did you guys write this review <laughs> everything they're doing is being questioned all the top comments bro uh is this guy's even your podcast like <laughs> the internet is so fucking petty bro it's so fucking petty i'm curious to see will ign compensate boomstick gaming um especially since they got all the reviews they did take IGN did take down the review and they did release a statement saying that they don't co-sign this bullshit and this that and the third um and then they fired they fired old boy um that did the review um which is funny because I went to go check his Twitter the other day and his Twitter has been on hush mode he this man has not said nothing the internet is on his ears boy um <laughs> so if anything I think a lesson that IGN can take from this vet your vet your employees a little bit better look at what they're into because in my opinion if you have the audacity to steal a review on your first review that you're ever doing for a company that you're working for for the first time you've stolen shit before bro you've stolen shit before and you don't and you don't you didn't do a good job as <laughs> how dense do you have to be that think you can just steal somebody's shit word for forward word and think people weren't going to notice eventually at least maybe not at first but eventually I feel like he's stolen before and people need to check his track record. He was probably that kid that was looking over people's desk in high school and shit, asking for answers. Psst, head ass boy. Uh, <laughs> what's the answer to number two head ass? Uh, he's probably that guy. So right now, IGN's credibility is under fire. Um, sucks for them, but I don't work for them, so I don't give a fuck. Next topic. <laughs> Let's talk that Smash Bros. Direct. Ooh. So Nintendo did another Direct that was purely Super Smash Bros. themed on August 8th, 2018, which is actually my birthday. My birthday was two days ago, in which I'm recording this. Shout out to me. Shout out to me. Uh, you probably didn't know because I didn't. I don't make a big deal out of my birthday. It's like whatever. I'm just one year closer to death. 
Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so the Nintendo Direct happened. They announced a bunch of shit. I wrote down some notes, basically the gist of what it is in case you guys missed it. So they announced, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. They announced five characters. So they announced Simon from Castlevania. Um, Simon uses the whip. I know you guys have seen that character before if you've ever played a Castlevania game. And I've seen a lot of people go, like, oh, why are they putting Castlevania in the game? Castlevania may be a multi-platform game now, but if you're if you're as old as me, you remember the old Castlevanias. Castlevania has always been synonymous with the Nintendo platform. The people's favorite Castlevanias are either on the NES or the Game Boy. Um, so it, it makes sense why they chose uh, Simon for Castlevania. And he has like a whip, so it looks like he's going to be a long-range character. He has a projectile he can throw. So I'm curious to see how he'll play. Like maybe if you get in on the inside of him, he might be easy to beat. But on the outside, he's probably going to be a beast. Um, then they also add, they also added uh, Richter, which is another Castlevania character. He'll be an echo of Simon. For the most part, he looked the same, but he had a couple different moves. Um, so it'd be kind of like, you know, Roy to uh, Roy to Marth, basically that type of situation. Um, another speaking of Roy and Marth, another Fire Emblem character, Kron. That was whatever to me. I'm 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 firing him the fuck out. Where's Knuckles? Where's fucking Shadow with the pistols? Where's Goku? We need more original characters. And then another echo character. Dark Samus. This was probably the most disappointing character to me that they announced. Basically, it was Samus with a with a, with a black skin. And to be honest, I, like he said in the trailer, Sakurai, like fans have really been requesting Dark Samus. Who? Who, bitch? Who the fuck? Uh, Sakurai, you're not a bitch. You're the man. But who the fuck was who? Who requested this? I don't know nobody who was requesting Dark Samus. It looked like he had the same. It looked like she, well, he she looked like she had the same move set as regular Samus. It was just a dark coat of paint on it. We want a dark Sonic. We want fucking Shadow with the damn pistols. I'm trying to do pistol combos and shit like fucking Devil May Cry. But Dark Samus, I don't, I don't know anybody who was requesting that. So that was a bit of a surprise for me because I wouldn't fuck that shit. Um, and then the last surprise uh, was King K. Rule. If you guys don't know him, King K. King K. Matter of fact, going back to fucking Dark Samus, I haven't heard anybody mention Dark Samus since like fucking Metroid Prime Two or Three or whatever the fuck. That was back on the GameCube. What the fuck? But anyways, uh, <laughs> shout out to King K. Rule. He got announced. If you guys don't know him, he's basically uh, Donkey Kong's arch nemesis. Uh, besides people who destroy the jungle. Uh, <laughs> he's the big uh, fucking alligator. Uh, I think he's an alligator with the crown on his head. Uh, I don't know if you guys played Donkey Kong 64. He had that famous final boss fight where you had to fight him in the boxing ring and shit. That was, I remember that boss fight. It was a great boss fight. Um, I think that's a good pickup. It looks like he's going like to be another heavy hitter um, akin to like Bowser. But I think he he looked like he could be OP because he's clearly going to be a heavy hitter, but he also has projectiles. And then he, I think he had a counter. I don't correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it looked like he had a crazy move set. So I'm excited to try King K. Rule. I think that's a, a, a character that makes sense. Um, but I still want Knuckles, man. They fucking trolled us. They trolled us with Knuckles being a trophy. They trolled us with fucking Zero. I got excited for a second. Zero appeared on the screen from Mega Man. I was like, ooh, I'm about to pull up with the sword with zero, and then it revealed it's a trophy. I'm like, oh my god, bro. Nintendo. And then motherfucking Nintendo. But yeah, those are the characters that were announced. Uh, pretty decent. Uh, they said there's going to be another uh, another direct for Smash, so I'm sure they're going to announce more. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, gameplay changes. Uh, so you can now turn off stage hazards. Dope. Uh, fuck stage hazards. Uh, stage morphing allows you to combine stages. So they have this new thing where basically you can go on the menu and combine two stages together and create something new. That was interesting. Um, rules are front and center, so you can adjust them. I remember in the last one, you had to fucking go through all the uh, menus and shit. You had to jump through multiple menus just to adjust shit, and that was always annoying. So it's nice to see that rules are going to be front and center for adjustment. Um, the camera zooms in on sudden deaths. Um, so when there's a sudden death battle, now there's going to be fire on the screen and it zooms in slowly. So it forces you guys to fight or you both are going to die, which is cool. 
um you can now build meter they have so you can now build meter every time you hit somebody it's going to build a meter it's right below your percentage um and if you get a full meter you can release what they're calling a weaker final smash so basically you're going to have an ultimate and then you're going to have like a special move basically think of it like street fighter how you can uh do the ex moves and then you have your ultimate move or so i think that's going to be interesting because it's going to change up the dynamic of the game although i probably will never use it because i play for glory i'm gonna try hard and then classic mode returns so they're going to have like an arcade story type mode that was like in the first game so that's good to see that return um so quality of life changes uh they improve the ui uh, there's going to be deeper training tools like so in the training tools they showed in the in the um direct it shows when you hit somebody how far they'll actually fly and like the angle and stuff like that so if you're really into the data it looks like they're really going deep into they're really it looks like they're doing something for the competitive community and that's cool um they're gonna be 32 man tournaments uh that's gonna be dope i am looking forward to that because if you guys uh follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash the black okage shameless plug you know when the original smash came out uh for a couple months I was streaming all the time, just playing people in the uh, chat. And everybody, every Smash Bros. is one of those games. Smash Bros. is like NBA 2K. Smash Bros. is one of those games where everybody, for some reason, thinks they're good at the game. I don't know why, but most of you motherfuckers is trash. Uh, because every time I stream this game, when it first came out, I just fucking body you motherfuckers, bro. 3-0, 3-1. You motherfuckers couldn't stop me, bro, on fucking for glory. You motherfuckers play with items, bitches. But uh, <laughs> 30 man, man, 32 man tournaments will be in the game. So that's going to be awesome for streamers. Um, I'm probably going to host open lobbies and be like, yo, if you think you're nice, hop in the 32-man uh, tournament and let's see who nice. That's going to be fun. A lot of shit talking, a lot of slander. Um, quad streaks will allow you to pick multiple characters and switch on the fly. So let's say you guys want to run a three-man three set, right? Um, you, can pick, you can basically pick all your characters ahead of time. So if you like playing Pikachu, Link, and then Sheik, you can pick all three of those, and then your opponent will pick all three of yours. Whoever wins the first round wins that. And, and then the second game, you're going to play your second character. And in the third game, you're going to play a third game, third character. So you can be able to switch your characters on the fly. That was pretty dope. Once again, another dope thing for the uh, competitive community. And uh, they said there's going to be over 900 tracks in the game. So basically, all the music from all the past games is going to be back. Um, and then on top of that, you can take your uh, Switch on the go. And you can listen to those 900 tracks and make a playlist if you want, if you're into that. I got Spotify. I'm not. But that's cool. You turn off the screen. Listen to your Smash music if you want. And there's going to be over 100 stages, 100 stages. What I I'm not going to lie. That's amazing, Sakurai. But I don't give a fuck because I'm playing on Final Destination, bitch. Uh, I don't know what that was. I'm just saying we all plan on Final Destination and that's all that matters. But yeah, over 100 stages. Um, Overall, I think it was a good it was a good direct. It was about 30 minutes short and sweet and to the point. Uh, I'm not mad at it. It was really good. A lot of good stuff that they uh. A lot of good stuff that they showed. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is that Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. It dropped yesterday, actually, um, which would be Thursday in which I'm recording this. Uh, the, the, the Thursday to the damn Friday. Why does that even matter? Why am I... <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> I be I be getting to the most minute details that don't even fucking matter. Minute doesn't like a damn Pokemon or whatever. Um, but anyway, Red Dead 2 uh, gameplay trailer finally dropped. A lot of people have been looking forward to this game. I did not play the first game, but to me it doesn't matter because they said it's a prequel. So I guess I'll get into this one. Um, gameplay looks fire. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it looks fucking fire. Visuals, the smoothness of the game. The big booty horses in the trailer 
she was just <laughs> do i feel like i'm blowing in your ear i'm sorry this is so gay uh <laughs> like i, I guarantee who's ever listening to you why is this nigga blowing in my ear bro like <laughs> my bad y'all my bad yo. but this shit it looks fire bro like the gameplay looks fire like the slowed down shooting i know that was in the first game but it, once again it still looks fire it looks like the story is going to be really interesting and the fact that it's a prequel so i can get into it without being a problem um if anything i wanted to see the game the multiplayer gameplay um because for me, that's going to decide whether or not which which platform I pick it up on. If if the multiplayer doesn't interest me, I'll probably get it on my Xbox One X because I know it'll run better. Um, but if the multiplayer does look fire, I know most of my friends are going to be on PS4. So I'll get it for my PS4 Pro. Slight flex, slight flex. I got both the power consoles, um, but I mainly want it on PC. And that's the main thing I want to talk about. So this trailer, am I the only one that thinks that gameplay was not running on console? That should look like it was running on PC. It was just too buttery smooth that think that that was running on a damn ps4 because uh the, not just the textures of the game but i don't know if you guys saw the i think they call it volt volumetric lighting uh the lighting in the game was just phenomenal that was the main thing that caught my eye about it it looks like they're really spending a lot of time on the lighting on this game and i was like it's gonna it's really gonna immerse you into the game i was, I was like and for those of you who don't know like lighting and shadows is some of the most ta taxing things that are on when you play a game like always turn the shadows down on pc if you don't have the best rig those are some of the most uh taxing things in a game the lighting and the shadows so the fact that it's gonna have so much lighting and then this is coming to console first we don't even matter of fact we don't even know if it's coming to pc god damn it bring the game to pc y'all bring the goddamn game to pc i'm trying to get yo imagine mods for red dead redemption 2 red dead redemption 2 on pc man i'm trying to get like a zorro mod uh like all the great cowboys just fucking fucking cowboy bebop just bring it the fucking <laughs> bring it to red dead redemption 2 <laughs> i'm trying to get all the mods bro but overall i have a very positive reaction to the game i didn't really know what to think about it um because i didn't play the original one. but after seeing this trailer i think i'm a little bit sold on it i still want to see some multiplayer but i'm a I think I'm gonna pick it up. Uh, it just depends on that multiplayer and what what console I'm gonna pick on. So if you guys are curious about what my Red Dead 2 Redemption was, I think it's fire. I don't really have much else to say than that. Um, but one thing I do wanna talk about that I think you guys are gonna find very interesting. This one just came to me, this topic. Um, this has nothing to do with news, just something I wanted to talk about. It came to me after I finished Madden 19. So surprisingly, this has been the second year in a row that I played Madden and don't get it twisted. It's not because I bought it. It's because I got it for free because, you know, I like free shit. Uh, <laughs> EA hooked me up with copies of like, hey, stream it, make content, whatever, bro. It's free is free to me. You know, I like free. Uh, so, yeah, I played Madden 18 story mode. I played Madden 19 story mode. I just finished it on stream. I'm uploading the Let's Play to my Let's Play channel. If you guys don't know, I have a second channel besides my main YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Black Hokage Plays. That's one word, Black Hokage Plays, another shameless plug. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, if you didn't catch it on stream, I'll upload the Let's Play there. Um, and it got me thinking, one narrative that's always being pushed in the football sim community, I don't consider myself a part of the community, but I pay attention to everything, everything that's going on in different communities. One thing that I always hear is, man madden would be so much better if nfl 2k still existed or nfl 2k would blow madden out the water if it still existed you always hear one of those two arguments basically madden needs competition because for those of you unaware uh ea purchased a, a license exclusivity deal with the nfl back in like the early 2000s and then they just recently renewed that contract so for how many uh, more years Madden will be the only football game on the market, which I don't even know how that happened because isn't that a monopoly? I don't know. I don't know how licensing deals work, but I thought that was like a monopoly or something like that because we always have multiple bas basketball games. Um, 
I just remember, I remember that I'm old enough to remember the days when there was just so many different types of sports games. It wasn't just 2K and live. It wasn't just Madden and uh, 2K, 2K football. I mean, you had uh, an NFL game day or was it college football game day or something like that? Uh, I remember NBA uh, Kobe Bryant's courtside. There were so many different sports games. There was so much competition back when I was a kid. I'm getting off the, I'm getting off my point. The point is, do we really want an NFL 2K football game back? I know, I know you're ready. I know you're ready to get mad at me. Just hear me out. Hear me out. 2K football. If we look at it and at the same lens, lens, the same lens that we look at NBA 2K. If the 2K football were to keep going, I know 2K5 is like I think that was the last one before the exclusive video came in. Everybody considers that to be one of the greatest football games of all time. So they feel like if 2K kept making football games, they would be way better than Madden. But like I said, do we really want that? Because if we look at it through the lens of NBA 2K and we look at what NBA 2K has become, why wouldn't NFL 2K be the same thing? You see what I'm saying? Like the the introduction of VC, excuse me, oh my God. The, the introduction of VC was one of the worst things that ever happened to NBA 2K. And I remember when they first brought that into the game, I was like, yo, this is a slippery slope. And I kept, I remember I made videos about this shit. I, I predicted this shit. I was like, yo, you guys need to speak out against this shit. Stop supporting this shit. Or it's only going to get worse. It's gotten worse every year, just a little bit. And 2K18 was the boiling point for the NBA franchise where every major content creator was just bitching and complaining um, about how they've just like, because like they were charging like a thousand VC for a fucking haircut. They took, I don't know if you guys play, if you guys never played 2K18, they took rookie mode out of the game, which is easy mode. So when you're grinding for your badges and your stat points in the VC, the easiest way to get all that is just play rookie modes and then you can go online. Because at the end of the day, the goal with NBA 2K is just to build your character up enough so that you can go and compete online. They made it so hard to get online because they took away rookie mode. So you had to play on at least normal, which made everything harder. Um, and then they up the prices on the VC on everything, bro. They've basically just become money hungry and greedy. And to be honest, NBA 2K is pretty much a mobile game. The way that they, they, uh, charge people, people were just, oh my God, it, it was a slippery slope and it's finally come to a tilt for people. Um, and who's to say the NFL 2K wouldn't have been that way. That's my, basically my argument because at the end of the day, 2K, 2K games is fucking greedy. Like imagine, I feel like if NFL 2K was to still exist now. They would make great football games. They would have kept making great football games from 2K5 on, but eventually they would have started getting greedy. They would have saw how successful VC was with 2K basketball, and they would have brought it over to NFL 2K, and then the game would have went downhill. You would have had to fucking pay a thousand VC just to get a damn football. You got to pay a 500 VC to do a celebration for a damn touchdown. Um, like they would just incorporate it. You got to pay 2,000 for a damn for for the for the away jerseys like <laughs> they would have made some way to fuck up the game and it would have involved vc that's my opinion just a hypothetical but i'm curious to hear like what other people think about that like do you think that they would have went down that road with that vc and just ruined the game because i like history tells me history often repeats itself so why wouldn't they do that ea always does dumb shit like that um but at the end of the day, I guess it's kind of a shoulda, coulda, woulda type of situation. You never really know what they would have done with the game. But if I had a, if I had to guess, I feel like they would have ruined the football, the 2K football game with virtual currency, just like they ruined everything else. Um, and I'm curious to see how that would have changed the market. How would EA have ever, if we're living on Earth 2 where 2K football still exists and they have VC in the game, how would that, uh, how would that affect the way that EA approaches Madden? Would they include more microtransactions 
than they already have would they would they roll them back and say we're different um because one of the, the, the argument always is that competition is good for everything because then it makes both products better in most cases you're right but in the case of ea and 2k games being so money hungry i don't know if that rule applies man they're just both evil ass corporations bro I just don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't see it with 2K football, but at the end of the day, it should have, could have, would have, unless we can find a speech through that can bring us to Earth 2. We will never know exactly what happened with 2K football, or hopefully EA doesn't renew the license with the NFL for the exclusivity deal the next time that it's, um, next time that it expires. Until then, it should have, could have, would have. I'm curious to hear what you guys do have to say. Um, that's just some food for thought. I'm not saying that would happen. I'm just saying that's a possibility that it would happen. And how would you feel about it? Um, you know. I don't even know why I'm saying there's no fucking comic section. Anyways, let's move on to a question from one of you guys. Uh, once again, if you guys want to submit a question, be sure to go to my profile at anchor.fm slash the black Okage and click the send a message button on the app. Um, and you guys will be able to leave me a voicemail. And if I like the question, I will play it and uh, we'll answer it to the best of my ability. And the first question is coming from Exiled Ghost. He wants to talk about Battle Royale games. Here's his question. My question is, why do you think that Battle Royale games are so popular? You have Fortnite, PUBG, Black Ops 4 now has Blackout, and uh, Paladins has uh, Realms Royale. And I know at the PC conference at E3, they announced like four to five more Battle Royale games. So why do you think that they're so popular? And thank you for putting me on to Hero Academia. All right, thanks for the question. Uh, and also, no problem with the My Hero Academia suggestion, man. That's what it's all about. We got to spread the knowledge. We got to we gotta start a movement, man. We got to stop stop letting your friends watch shitty anime movement. Uh, <laughs> let's put them onto something good. They need to stop watching Dragon Ball and watch something else, goddammit. Um, anyways, moving on to what he asked. He basically asked, why is Battle Royale games so popular? And in my opinion, the reason they're so popular is because it appeals to the lowest common denominator. Now, if you don't know what that 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 sentence means, that statement the appeals to the lowest common denominator. Basically, it means it appeals to stupid people, uh, not stupid people, but it, it appeals to simple people, which means it has mass appeal. It appeals to ca uh, casual people. Um, Battle Royale games are very easy to digest. A hundred people ride in on a bus on a flight. They drop down, they shoot it out, and the last per last person wins. Uh, last man standing wins. That is very easy to understand. Versus a game like um, a MOBA. If you stream League of Legends, if someone's new to League of Legends, they'll come to your stream and they'll be like, well, what is this character you're doing? Oh, uh, I'm a tank. Somebody's never been familiar with MOBAs. They just heard about League of Legends. They'll be like, what, what's a tank? And why are you attacking that tower? And what's the jungle for? Like, there's so many um, different like facets to the gameplay and maybe they it's just easier to digest basically there's less com complexity to a battle royale game not only that battle royale games are great to stream because it makes it easy to interact with your audience often when you play a game like um what's another i don't know like league of legends <laughs> i'm just gonna use that as another example it can be hard to chat with your team because you got to all constantly be paying attention to what's going on in the game the only real time you can maybe take a break is when you go back to base and you buy new items to upgrade your characters but even still that's a quick look at the chat you constantly got to be defending your lane while pushing your lane and at any moment you could get ganked if you ain't paying attention like it always seems like when you're when you're streaming that moment you look at over at your chat is when your ass get ganked and then they they call you trash when you're trying to interact with your streaming is harder than people think okay if you're trying to be a good streamer at least because you want to interact with your chat you want to be entertaining and you want to try to be as good as possible at the game uh uh if you can you want to get that trifecta if you can get that trifecta that's how you blow the fuck up 
but yeah, back to the battle royale. It's easy to digest. Um, also, it's easy to talk to your chat with a battle royale. That's also why I think um, Rainbow Six Siege is not a battle royale game, but that's a good game to stream, in my opinion, because it's easy to talk to your chat. Any game where it's easy to talk to your chat, it makes it a great game. So in a battle royale game, let's say you're playing squads, right? You're playing with your friends. It's four, y'all. And there's, I don't know, 70 people left, 70, 80 people left. You're still early into the game and you end up dying, but your three friends are still there. You have to watch it. You now have to spectate your three friends until they die. Guess what you can do while you're spectating your friends? You can talk to your chat. That's what makes Battle Royale games. It's the interactivity. Um, same thing with Rainbow Six Siege. If you play Rainbow Six Siege, you don't want to be talking over your friends because you need to hear footsteps and, and sound cues and stuff like that. But you can mute your Discord and then just talk to your chat if you don't want to feed information and be a bad teammate. Uh, <laughs> but in my opinion, that's what makes it, it hit the form. It hit a formula that works for streaming. Um, and anytime a big streamer plays a game, people are or a big YouTuber, people are follow the leader. If the big YouTuber says it's fire, the big streamer says it's fire, a lot of people are gonna just go buy it off the fact that they recommended it. That's why you see a lot of um, game publishers and developers sending free codes to people like me or anybody else that has some type of influence because if they co-sign it, their audience, a portion of their audience is just gonna go buy it because they trust their opinion. People, and it kind of, this actually kind of intertwines with the whole IGN situation. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but like, I don't know if you noticed, I mean, a lot of like articles that traditional media creates and traditional media, I mean, IGN, GameSpot, Polygon, Kotaku, fucking Forbes. Anytime there's a scandal with a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer, if you notice, those websites are always quick to write a negative article about them. But you notice they never write any positive articles. And do you know why? And it goes into the, what we're talking about right now they're threatened by this new generation of content creators we're cutting into their ad revenue because people rather watch someone like me where they can actually just watch and see them play the game and see their live reactions their honest reactions it's just something about watching a live stream and them doing a blind playthrough and seeing their raw reaction versus something that's just very dry cut and paste very formulaic um and so a lot of people like that so uh that's why they're passing out codes for the battle royale game so you have the influencers hopping onto it you have um it being able the game's easy to talk to your chat to with and then the game is also easy to digest in terms of the rules it's a trifecta of a formula and in my opinion that's why battle royale games are so popular now the problem with battle royale games is originally you had PUBG. well no originally it was h1z1 um, and then the guy who uh, helped produce H1Z1, he broke off and created PUBG. His name is Player Unknown, Brandon Green. Um, so then PUBG became uh, popular, and then Fortnite. So now you have PUBG and uh, well, Fortnite and PUBG that are super popular. And now you have all these other games, like you mentioned, they're coming into the fold. They want a piece of the pie. They got the Call of Duties, the uh, the Realm Royale, all the uh, what's in the Islands of the Nine. There's so many battle royale games coming out. Um, there's that one battle royale game where you have like 400 people in it i forgot the name of it but there's so many battle royale games coming out now the market is starting to become saturated and i'm curious to see how that's gonna play out are people gonna get burned out on battle royale i'm personally kind of burnt out on it that's why i stopped streaming PUBG. i legitimately had a lot of fun playing PUBG when it first came out uh, but i got burnt out on it i don't really i'm not a fan of fortnite it's not a bad game but I'm, it's not for me uh, i just play that game for shits and giggles every once in a while just to mess with people um but I'm curious to see how the saturation of the market is going to play out. But for me, just to answer your question, like going back to what we said, why Battle Royale is so popular, in my opinion, it's because they hit the trifecta uh, of formula. It has the influencers on its side, 
the game's rules are easy to digest and you're able to talk to your chat when you're streaming um that's just my opinion all right so uh we actually got one more question before we get out of the gaming uh section of the podcast and this one comes from neat and he wants to talk about streaming and gaming and here comes his question my message was just about twitch streams i see you tweeting right now about twitch streams and streamers not being entertaining enough for the audience to grow and it's their fault i agree completely with you i have a question like right now i'm not gonna lie to you i do want to begin streaming and i see games like fortnite i don't want to stream that PUBG, i don't want to stream that these games seem boring to me do you have any tips on like what you can do to find a game that's interesting to you to stream i don't i don't know like you do what i'm saying i hope you do because like the personality isn't a problem that's the, not that's not a problem to me the problem is finding a game to stream without being bored with that game because if i'm bored with that game it's going to be hard for me to be as entertaining you see what i'm saying I don't know if you don't regardless thanks for listening and uh i appreciate it no i totally understand your question man uh all right so this is this is a topic even that i struggle with um if you want to grow as a content creator on either youtube or twitch the easiest thing to do and the most obvious thing to do is just play whatever is the most popular game and spam your channel with that type of content the problem with that is two things when it comes to the youtube side of things if you only play Fortnite, I talked about this when Call of Duty was the most popular game, and now it's going to apply to Fortnite. Um, if you only play Fortnite, there's going to come a time where Fortnite falls off. Nothing lasts forever. Um, and a new game is going to become popular. You, your channel is going to be stuck if you've only been known for Fortnite, because people are going to only expect Fortnite for you. And when you try to come out of that, when you try to come out of your box, um, people are going to get upset with you. Like the Internet is a, is a weird, it has this weird paradox, right? So the current culture of YouTube and streaming is people who watch this type of content, they want YouTube videos and streams every fucking day. And they want you to stream the same or play the same game every fucking day. But when they when it get when the game falls off don't you try nothing new you better stay in within your box like people try to keep you within a box and that can be very frustrating as a content creator if you if you consider yourself a creative type that's very frustrating to me like people constantly ask me when are you going to do more black guy tales when are you going to do more trolling video i never really stopped doing the trolling videos but for me like i just got tired what if i got tired i get tired of telling like my life stories i don't want you guys niggas. i don't want you niggas to know my life story anymore i'm done and like instead of respecting that the audience is very demanding online content creation is very hard people I, I can't tell you how many times i've been to an event and like a kid was sitting with their parent and they'll go oh so you guys just play video games that's easy let's go so I, I i was literally at vidcon 2016 i i had to speak at vidcon i did my first ever panel there with uh matt pat from uh game theory if you guys know him we did a panel a couple other big youtubers um and I literally heard, I was literally sitting in the crowd after my panel at somebody else's panel. And I literally heard a mom sitting next to her, uh, her daughter. And she was like, so we were watching somebody play some games with like her fans or whatever. I forgot the girl who was playing. And she's like, so this girl just plays games online and like she gets popular and makes money. And uh, the daughter was like, I guess. And she's like, that's it. That's easy. She literally picked her daughter. up. She's like, let's go home. Let's go start a channel. And like, I just, I cringe so fucking hard because it's way harder than that, bro. It's not just playing games. You have to be entertaining. You have to have, you have to be very well-spoken. You have to be a certain uh, color. Uh, <laughs> I'll just play it. Like, it, it is easier for, just like anything else in life, it is easier for certain people than it is for others. Um, 
what's her name also uh motherfucking what i was about to say i just had i just lost my damn train of thought um about, about the gaming being easy oh also so you also had, you, know, you have to play certain games to be popular you have to come up with original ideas that nobody's came up and also with online content creation what makes it really hard is you're not allowed to take a break this is what i hate about online content creation in 2018 fucking people have become just the viewers have become so entitled you they look at you as just somebody who's just like almost like a court jester dance for me monkey i can't tell you how many times i fucking people come in my stream they don't even say what up people just be like people just come in the stream be like tell me a joke like nigga damn like <laughs> what up bro like <laughs> welcome to the stream how was your day like damn bro nobody gives a fuck how you feel they just want you to dance 24 7 and what makes it hard is your favorite movie doesn't come out every day your favorite movies come out every summer at least for me marvel movies <laughs> your favorite albums don't come out every day nobody no musician can make a great album every fucking day they come out once a year at most um your favorite tv show it comes out once a season if the show comes out in the fall it does its episodes and then it'll be back next fall if, it, if the show gets renewed but with youtube and twitch streaming you're only as relevant as your last video or your last twitch stream um and to get into your question what can you do uh the best thing you can do to combat all this shit is you got to find that that middle space that uh always play what you enjoy that's what i always tell people um people get caught up in views too much i think um i could easily get over a thousand to five fifteen hundred views every day if i just stream fortnite um but i stream whatever the fuck i want i stream like recently i streamed fucking madden <laughs> before that i was streaming a uh, azure striker which is a fucking 3ds port to the pc it's like a mega man game like just play whatever the fuck you want and people will come now this is how you grow and keep your mental health crazy because we're gonna get into that in a little bit that's a mental health crazy keep it right i mean keep it healthy um play what you want but if there's ever a moment where you can play what you want like it's a game you're genuinely interested in and it's also popular then put your foot on the pedal and go for it like i'll give you an example i think the last game that i put my foot on the pedal because it fell in line with my goals was uh pub when i was really into PUBG, like i was uploading tons of PUBG videos to my youtube channel and i was streaming it every fucking day and that's not because the game was popular the game was the most popular game on twitch at that time in youtube i was streaming and making videos for it because i genuinely enjoyed the game but it also happened to be popular. So I put my foot on the pedal so I could allow myself to grow. Uh, right now, I'm really into Rainbow Six Siege. I was into it when it first came out. And in like these past few months, I've really gotten back into it. So that's the game I'm focusing on right now with my channel um, because it falls in line with like Rainbow Six isn't as popular as Fortnite or PUBG, but it's got a strong following. So like I produce content for it because that's a game that I enjoy, but it's also a game I know I can grow off of. So you want to find that middle ground whenever that happens. And that's not going to be every month. There's not going to always be a game that falls that middle ground where you can hit that sweet spot where you can grow and enjoy yourself. When you when there's those games that are out that you don't enjoy, just play whatever the fuck you want, fam. Um, it's every everybody. Every game has a community, has a niche. You're going to pick up fans for them uh, from those communities. And then when something popular and it falls in line with your goals, hop on that that's what i would say now if you don't do that and you just chase trends 24 7 i've been talking about this for years i'm like fucking negro domus i swear to god if you go watch some of my older videos every fucking twitch streamer and youtubers talking about their mental health and all this other shit and sometimes i would want to tweet about it i'd be like shut the fuck up bro like a lot of these people don't suffer from mental health problems they suffer from denial in my opinion um 
and I'm, I, and that's not to downplay anybody who really suffers and needs help. Uh, I'm talking about just the people who are in denial. A lot of people do not enjoy Fortnite as much as they do. That's why you're starting to see a lot of people bitch about Fortnite on Twitter right now. They don't enjoy that fucking game. They just play it because they know they're going to get views and they know they're going to pick up followers. They're in it for the wrong reasons. They're not really in it to really fucking entertain you. They're just there to try to make some money and get popular and get some damn clout on the internet. And then eventually they get burnt out on that game because they were never interested in the first fucking place. And then they go on Twitter. My mental health is crazy because I feel like I can't play anything else. And like, like they nobody's keeping them in the box they feel like they have to be in that box and that and that's their own fault don't be one of those people man don't don't be one of those people so just play what you enjoy and when a game comes along that fits your that fits you that aligns with your goals and you can also grow with it put your foot on the pedal until you can't until you can't anymore you get burnt off and then switch back to whatever you want to play i do what the fuck i want uh and, and people will respect you more for that too like like I, there's so many people who come to my stream and they'll be like i am so glad you're not streaming fortnite i get those comments all the time and i'm like bro I'm, <laughs> i i always have a, i always have a saying in my show you niggas ain't gonna drive me crazy uh <laughs> so do what the fuck you want that that's my advice I, I i feel like i rambled on this but do what the fuck you want that is i feel like the hodge twins you can do what the fuck you want What's the name? I think that's what they say. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, something like that. But that's the main thing I would say to you. Stop chasing trends because at the end of the day, your feet are going to get tired. Mmm. Mmm. That was deep. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on to the anime section of the show. Uh, I got two questions that I'm going to go through with you guys. I'm taking more questions this episode. Hey, hey, hey. Um, this first one is coming from Sweaty. I don't know why you call yourself Sweaty. I hope. You're using deodorant, my guy. Um, and he wants to talk about My Hero Academia. We talked about it last week. We talked about it this week. I fucking love the show. Let's see what he has to say. Yo, TVH, just wanted to ask you if you thought uh, Todoroki was a little bit too OP. Appreciate you taking the time and uh, peace. All right, all right, all right, all right. My man, Sweaty. He's probably sweating while he asked this question. Is Todoroki be heating shit up? <laughs> he has his Todoroki overpowered in My Hero Academia. If you're unfamiliar with Todoroki, he is the son of the number two ranked hero in the world who's one of my favorite characters in the show <laughs> um endeavor that endeavor <laughs> you just gotta watch the show bro that's gonna funny uh but <laughs> what's the name todoroki uh is stronger than endeavor because he has the ability to create flames i think what is is it his left and then ice with his right it might be the other way around but basically he has he basically and he's a walking icy hot condom bro this nigga can shoot fire and he can shoot ice um, so he's probably asking, he's probably wondering, like, do you feel like he's an overpowered character? And the short answer is no. And here's why. Like, people, what? What? Todoroki comes across as overpowered, in my opinion, because you got to remember that the show takes place in high school. It's called My Hero Academia. They go to UA High School, and all of them are like 14, 15 years old. So, and Todoroki has the ability to control two elements. This, this nigga's half an, he's half an avatar, goddammit. Um, but the problem is, you got to keep in mind, like I said, this is high school. So he comes across as OP. But if you actually pay attention to the show, second, third season, Todoroki, Todoroki be getting his ass beat against people. Like when they fought Stain, he didn't do shit. He, I mean, he held him off, but he didn't really do shit. Uh, I think he fought one of the teachers or whatever. He didn't do shit. Uh, and in one of the latest training episodes, episode three, like one of the teachers even exposed him. He said, like, you just, you just rely too much on trying to overpower people. Like Todoroki has a lot of, he's the, he's the quintessential archetype, all talent no work ethic i'm not saying he has he's not saying he has zero work ethic but he was born with so much raw power that does something to a person mentally 
uh, where they just they cut and they also just come across as powerful. So I don't think he's OP. I think he comes across as OP is because they're in high school and most of the people are still learning their abilities and he's just advancing a little bit faster than everybody else. Got to keep in mind, Todoroki is what number one or two ranked in the class between him and like Kai Chan. Um, and when he's competing against his fellow classmates, he looks OP. And that's because he's just like Todoroki is basically the Valley, the Valley Victorian. But when he goes against the real shooters in the show, he hasn't really he didn't really do nothing. Like <laughs> he still has a long way to go. And it's like the teacher said, you rely too much on raw, raw talent versus actually thinking like what made what made. I remember me and Black had this conversation uh, season two. What made Endeavor dope when they first introduced him is if you know anything about Endeavor, Endeavor basically has the power of control over flame. He has flames all over his body. A very simple power, a superpower, a very, a, a very simple superpower. He can shoot flames from his body and shit. The reason he he came across is like, I, it was like one episode. I was like, I can understand why he's a uh, number rank two. He's very creative with his powers. Basically, there was like one scene where he went to go rescue somebody and he ran across the wall, across the uh, the building by melting his feet into the building. It's like that type of creativity. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that personally, like, but I'm like, oh, that's dope. Like, I understand why he's the number two ranked hero. Um, and that's kind of like what they're actually trying to teach them in season three right now with the whole um, trying to create their own new special moves and shit like that. They're trying to show them that raw talent isn't enough you're gonna have to get creative with your abilities you're gonna have to have special special moves you're gonna have to think outside the box like when when barry allen fucking uh fucking like runs through objects and shit like that with his speed that's like thinking outside the box like a simple motherfucker would just think to just run straight and be super fast this motherfucker's running through buildings you see what i'm saying so i don't think todoroki is op because right now his thinking is very simple. I think he has the potential to become overpowered. And that's something we can see maybe towards the end of the show. That's something I talked about like earlier. Um, and one thing I got out of the comment section of my video uh, from last week or podcast from last week, a lot of y'all didn't realize that uh, the show is being turf turned. It's basically like the show is basically being told from a retrospective. Like it's being, it's just, it's Deku basically talking about the past and how he became the number one hero. So maybe at the end of the show, Todoroki could be overpowered. We don't know. Um, like we don't know because you, you don't know, you don't know what uh, things could happen in his life. Something could make him fall off. Maybe his, his dad dies and he becomes depressed and he just stops fighting. You don't know. Something could happen to him in the show and uh, make him totally fall off. I think what Todoroki is, is like, um, if I can compare it to basketball, Todoroki is an all-American, he's an all-American McDonald's player. If you follow the NBA or just basketball in general, all-American uh, NBA players in high school are the best. It's basically like the top 50 high school players in the nation. They play in a game, uh, like a base, uh, exhibition game against each other, uh, and they, it shows on ESPN every year. Um, and there's so many players at the McDonald's all-American uh, game that never make it to the NBA. Uh, they don't do shit in college, and they don't even make it to the NBA. So what, what we're seeing right now is I think he's an All-American uh, McDonald's player. He's one of the best in his class, one of the best in high school because they're literally in high school. So that actually, that's, actually, that's a really good comparison. Shout out to me. Uh, <laughs> but when Todoroki goes to college or he goes to the league, when he become, basically when he becomes a hero, he might, he might not be shit. We don't know until story plays out. I mean, think about all, think about all the NBA players that went from fucking high school or college to the league and wasn't shit. Kwame Brown. For, for every for every LeBron James, there's a Kwame Brown, goddammit. And for all we know, we we don't know. Todoroki could be Kwame Brown, or he could be LeBron James. Time will only tell. Let's see how the show plays out. 
right. Uh, let's see. The next question. <laughs> the next question is coming from uh, Jaren. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And he wants to talk a little bit about that Dragon Ball Super. Let's see what he has to say. Just wondering your thoughts on the Dragon Ball Super movie. You know, uh, Kira Toriyama is redoing uh, Broly and making him canon. So uh, I just wondering your thoughts on uh, Broly and if you've seen the trailer. And uh, yeah, how do you think the trailer looks? What do you think the story's going to look like? And if you're excited for the movie, you're going to go see it. comes out uh, January of next year, I believe. So yeah, just wondering your thoughts on that. Oh, man. Oh. Am I excited for the Broly movie? No, not even in the slightest. Uh, man, as I've grown older, my tastes in anime have changed. I just, I don't like Dragon Ball anymore. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like if you turn it on and like, I'm not gonna be like, yo, turn that shit off. But like, it's not something I'm into. And it's mainly because the show has just become so predictable. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. If you watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball only, I feel bad for you because you watch bad anime, bro. Like, <laughs> like I after after I watched Code Geass, like it just changed my life. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this shit, bro. Shows like Code Geass, Veroni Kenshin, fucking Yu Yu Hakusho, bro. Like, I can't watch fucking Dragon Ball, bro. I'm gonna keep, and this is why, right? This is why. I have not. I watched one. I watched one episode of Dragon Ball Super, uh, like a month ago. I tried to get into it because I know the tournament. The, the tournament of power, I think it was called, where all the nations, not the nations, but all the different universes come together and they're, they're best fighters and they're fighting. I saw a lot of people hyping that shit up and it looked slightly interesting. I was like, all right, so I'm going to start Dragon Ball. I'm going to start watching. I watched one episode and I turned that shit off. I was like, I can't do this, bro. I can't do this. And, and this is why, right? A new season of Dragon Ball uh, is coming out. Shit, let's, let's just talk about the fucking Broly movie, right? The new Broly movie is coming out, right? I haven't seen it, but I can tell you what happens in the end. Goku wins. Mm. and that's why i can't get into fucking dragon ball bro there's no character development i mean the fights are cool but there's no character development the stories have become bland to me like this this is my problem on the fucking dragon ball right <sighs> listen i've been watching dragon ball since i was a kid on toonami and shit like that right and there's two characters in specific that makes me hate this show because uh fucking curious uh, what, what is his name i forgot his name dude the creator of the show he they, they, they don't get any power i feel like for a show like that to continue to succeed you need to you need to give a power boost to every every like all the side characters i feel like more characters need to shine like in my opinion one of the best moments in dragon ball z uh and a lot of people don't talk about this is when tn almost killed uh fucking uh cell when he was in his second form when he was using that that triangle move and he he was like burying him into the ground and tn almost died but he almost killed fucking Cell. That was like one of the best moments. And the reason is we were so used to Goku and Vegeta and it's not even a Goku and Vegeta show anymore. It feels like they they turned Vegeta into a bitch and he's almost as strong as Goku. It's just a straight Goku show now. What made that moment great is they finally gave a different character some shine and it was nice to see because if you actually, I've, I've watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. If you actually watch Dragon Ball, what made Dragon Ball great is every character was strong. Goku was still kicking ass, but even Yamcha, TN, fucking Krillin, uh, fucking Master Roshi, they all had their moments in the tournament, and that's what made it exciting, it made it unpredictable, it made it fun to watch. The show is not fun to watch anymore because all Goku does is fucking win. And what really pisses me off is like, like last year, a couple years ago, I found out that Dragon Ball Z was actually supposed, for those you don't know, Dragon Ball Z was supposed to actually end with the Frieza saga. Um, that's why that fight was so fucking epic. It was supposed to end with Goku becoming a Super Saiyan, saving Namek, and then he was he was going to be done with the show. But 
the company that uh creates the animation they wanted more from uh the creator and he was like fuck it uh we're just gonna start making we're gonna make more sagas and there then came the cell saga which was great and then came the boo saga which was okay um and that's actually why the lore of dragon balls be just gone fucking wacko bro all these fucking power levels and these gods and shit like that the show was supposed to end in the frieza saga which is still my favorite saga from dragon ball z um so am i excited for the broly movie no i'm not uh it's cool that they're making broly uh they're making him i think it's cool they're making him canon now that's dope he should have always been canon because he's always been a fan favorite character um i'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a big fan of Big Broly, of Broly, and I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I feel like most people who are fans of Broly is because he's a big buff ass nigga. Like <laughs> he's just a swole nigga with his shirt off, bro. He's like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is prime with some yellow hair. Like that's. I feel like that's why people just love him. Like he's like the Incredible Hulk in Dragon Ball Z or something. Like, but um. So I mean, I, I might watch the movie like if I get an alleged link, but to go see it in theaters no i'm not interested i haven't i haven't i'm not even caught up on dragon ball super i don't even know if i'm gonna catch up on it because my taste in anime has just changed i mean like i said once i watched code geass i couldn't go back why would i why would i watch dragon ball when i can watch uh fucking gundam iron blood orphans or fucking why would i watch dragon ball when i can watch my hero academia like i i don't know like like i y'all gotta y'all gotta i'm not saying you in specific but people who only watch dragon ball you gotta change it up and check out some different anime because once you once you dive into the realm of anime different types of things uh you're gonna be like damn how did how did i continue to fucking watch dragon ball like i like i like character development oh going back to to what i was talking about too uh people need um people need power boost this is what pisses me off about dragon ball right uh the two characters that are constantly training if you've been watching since dragon ball z right the two characters that are always training are piccolo and tian they're always training they never take time off right why are they always getting their ass beat why i don't understand like it and this is my problem with dragon ball it's like the continuity that none of it makes sense to me how can a character train all the time and never get stronger it makes sense why gohan is a fucking bitch because he never trains so he's naturally gonna his body naturally is gonna become weaker over the time but piccolo was always meditating he's always training tian runs a fucking school so he's always training why are these characters not stronger he just doesn't show any love to the rest of the the z crew and i'm just tired of fucking goku fighting that big ass cat sick of that shit so fuck broly and fuck dragon ball now i'm playing uh it'll always have a nostalgia place in my heart but in terms of like my current taste in anime not nah, it's, it's a no for me dog um moving on to the movie section of the show ruby rose has been casted as batwoman for the cw uh arrowverse uh if you guys are unfamiliar with ruby rose uh she's probably most famously known for playing a character in orange is the new black uh she played stella carlin um, and then she's also been in the last uh, Xander Cage movie, the Triple X shit with uh, Vin Diesel. Oh God, not a burp. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> what is he burping in my ear? <laughs> um, that's that's what I that's what she's known for. When I looked at her credits, um, a lot of people are raving for her because they think it's a good pick because she's a good actor. I mean, she was cool in the Orange Is the New Black, but she's also uh, I believe she's gay in real life, and then Batwoman is also gay in the show, so it's like a perfect character. Uh, she'll be able to i guess relate those emotions um it's dope I'm, I'm excited to see how batwoman uh batwoman is going to be in the C in the cw arrowverse the only thing i'm pissed off about this is uh 
how the fuck she get in the Arrowverse before fucking uh, Black Lightning? Black Lightning got a, a second season, bro. Why do black people got to be in the back of the bus while everybody else get to frolic and play and collab with each other? Fucking, you guys put fucking Supergirl in the damn Arrowverse and before, for, just bring my man Black Lightning into the Arrowverse, but it's dope. I love seeing women kick ass in these shows. Like fucking, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, I said this in my, uh, my review not my review with the gi review of uh and ethos agreed with me the gi review of uh black panther like all those black women that were fighting with fucking black panther that shit was hot bro. Like, <laughs> and even though she's gay like I, I don't care like just seeing a woman kick ass like yo i want to ass beaten like <laughs> I'm like this shit is hot. This shit is cool. Like, <laughs> like I think it's really weird when dudes get mad, bro. It's too many women. It's too many minorities and black people, man. This sh I'm all for it, bro. This shit's fire, bro. Bring more women in, bro. Fucking when uh, what movie was it? Me and Ethos were talking about um recently. I think it was Mission Impossible Six. There were some women in there. It was kicking ass. There was kicking dudes ass. Like this shit is hot, bro. I like this. Like, <laughs> uh but yeah shout out to the ladies uh getting love uh, i'm curious to see how the batwoman role will be portrayed in the cw i believe that uh it's going to be coming this fall uh she's she's scheduled to appear uh first in a crossover so that's actually going to be really dope to introduce her that way there's going to be some crossover in the arrowverse i don't know who's going to be in it i would imagine if, i would imagine the flash is at least going to be in it flash arrow i don't know if supergirl is going to be there i hope she's not um <laughs> but her with batman that's gonna be really dope um not batman but batwoman i want to see her kick some ass i want to see what they do because the last crossover was really dope the crisis on uh, earth x when they had to fight the nazis and shit they're killing it in the arrowverse i'm curious to see how long this whole arrowverse will actually last and will they finally bring batman into the show or they just keep bringing batman characters um but shout out to ruby rose getting the character shout out to the women keep kicking ass keep doing y'all thing man um moving on to I don't even know what to call this. What is this? Life advice? I don't know. Relationship advice? I don't know. Uh, we're just gonna get into it. I'll, I, I will say though, before we get into this shit, and I wish I would have said this the last episode. Everything I say is just my fucking opinion. None of this is law. None of this is fact. Take it all with a grain of salt. Just asking me questions and I'm answering them. Uh, but you don't gotta follow my advice because to be honest, I ain't shit. But uh, yeah, this uh, this question comes from Marcus and he's talking about let it die or rekindle. Uh, let's see what he's talking about here. Uh, Yo, what's up, man? girls fucking with you you know everything cool and shit and then eventually y'all just start falling off like should i be trying to rekindle shit or should i just let shit die all right so i'm about to drop a couple gems on you for you if you're listening if you're listening if you're listening all right so an og once told me that um your life is like a play right and if your life is a play in that play you're the main character and then you're gonna have your supporting cast and your supporting cast would be your small circle of friends um that you have i don't know how many friends you have in your life but keep your circle small so that's going to be your supporting cast and then everybody else everybody else is basically the people the extras in the in the play or the movie um those people that pay get paid a hundred dollars to just show up and be in the background and react um and that's okay because another og once told me and I, i'm not super religious but he once said that uh god puts people in your life for a reason and whether it's short or long, there's a reason that person was in your life. People come into your life like seasons, right? And that's okay. If that person is in your life only for the fall or only for a year, that person was in your life for a reason. If he stole money from you or your mama, he was there to teach you that uh, you shouldn't trust him. <laughs> and you got to understand that. So you need to understand that your life is a play. And all you need to focus on is you and your supporting cast. Everything else is extra unless they get adopted into that supporting cast, if that makes sense. If they've 
gained your trust and your love and all that bullshit. Um, so what does that have to do with rekindling the flame or letting it die? You got to understand when you're getting to know somebody, what what does that person bring to the table? If, are they trying to improve who you are? Are they trying to motivate you, help you reach your goals and vice versa? Maybe you should bring them into the play and make them supporting cast, make them one of the main characters in your life. If not, that's fine. Let them go. You have to ask that. For, like I was having a conversation with somebody the other day um, and she's considering either moving to L.A. or Vegas because she wants to do. Uh, she has a dream. She's a hairstylist and she has the dream of um, doing hair of like esports uh, people who are like, I don't know, professional gamers. She wants to do that. Um, and I'm like. I told her, I was like, why would you go to L.A.? Like, it's expensive. You're going to constantly be worrying about cash. Um, the competition is crazy. I mean, it's Hollywood. There's a ton of stylists. Go to Vegas where you can corner the market um, and you can, you know, you can get you a cheap two bedroom apartment for like eight hundred dollars. Uh, you can flip that room, one of those rooms into your own personal salon, save up your money and then get a bigger salon, lease out a spot. You know what I'm saying? And you can corner that market because for those of you who are unaware in Vegas, the esports scene is blowing up. They got multiple big arenas uh, that have just opened up uh, there uh, and you got Evo there. So you can go around showing your portfolio off, showing off your business cards, getting building up that clientele in a market that's not as crowded as something like L.A. That's the type of advice I was giving her. You need more people in your life that are looking to help you help your goals. So you got to ask, was this just a one night stand and I'm just trying to fuck again? Or is this a person that I need to let go? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's it's to me, it's not that difficult. Like, um, like going back to I'm all over the place, but going back to what I was talking about, the people being in your life for seasons, like there have been people that I dated, like there, there's been a chick that I dated and she didn't, she didn't believe in what I'm doing right now in terms of online content creation. She didn't understand it. So I let her go. Like it wasn't understanding. Like it wasn't on like no cruel shit. Like this is what I'm doing. I support what you doing. Like, why don't you support what I'm doing? So I let that person go. Like why build up that toxicity and that resentment towards somebody? Um, cause at the end of the day, forever is a long ass time like i said in my last podcast <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm terrible why do y'all listen to me uh, <laughs> uh moving on that shit got super serious moving on to music ah, music make me lose control um shout out to missy most of y'all probably don't even know who missy is um uh, so a lot of y'all y'all listened to the podcast last week i told you i was gonna talk about music for a little bit this last little section of the show um it's so many new projects coming out i still haven't listened to mac miller um there was something else that came out i need to listen to but uh, i listened to travis scott yg and dave east all the way through uh for those of you who don't know like the way that i like to approach music i gotta i gotta listen to an album all the way through at least like three times before i even give my opinion too many people out here listen to three tracks into an album like when it i mean the album will drop at 12 a.m It'd be 12.05. They like three tracks in because they skim through those three tracks. Niggas on Twitter, this shit's a classic. I seen a lot of people doing that with fucking Astro World. That shit was super hyped up. So I was I was like, all right, they hyping this shit up. I go listen to Travis Scott. I listened to that shit over three times all the way through. And for me, when it comes to Travis Scott, Astro World, I have come to the conclusion that I am not a Travis Scott fan. I just I don't like the album. There's a couple songs that I liked on it, but I just I'm not a fan of them. Travis Scott is one of those people like I put them in the same category as Gucci Man for me and not in terms of what type of music they make, type of content. Like Gucci Man is an artist that I would never call myself a fan of. But there's a couple Gucci Man songs that I like. It's the same thing with Travis Scott. I think uh, Rodeo is still his best album in the days before Rodeo. I enjoyed that, too. Um, 
but like these latest, I didn't really like Bees in the Trap, and I don't really like Astro World. I just came to the conclusion I'm not a fan. Um, and it's 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 not because the music is terrible. I would never call it that. Like Soldier Boy is terrible. There are some things that universally we can agree that are absolutely terrible, and then there are certain things that you can agree that are just subjectively it's not for you. There's some things that I feel like are objective and subjective is what I'm saying. Like objectively, Soldier Boy is awful. Uh, subjectively, like in my opinion, Travis Scott, I'm not a fan. Like it's not for me. I wouldn't call it trash though. It's just not for me. Um, and the main reason I didn't, I wasn't really feeling the album is there was just too many transitions. Uh, every song has like three fucking beats on it, bro. And for some people, they're going to like that. Like uh, fucking Anon loves this album. He called it like an experience. I've seen other people call it like an experience. It's not an album. It's an experience. This, that, and the third. Me personally, I, I hated that shit because there were some really dope, dope moments in it. Like on sicko mode, when fucking Drake comes in at the beginning and he's like, uh, he's like, I got, he's like, my nigga will do you for a Louis belt. Uh, that's all he know. I tried to change. I tried to help him. And then the fucking beat changes like that. What Drake was spitting. That's that sophisticated ignorance that I like. I was like, okay, let's go. Drake about to go in. And then the beat changes. I'm like, all right. The beat change was fire. But then the third one wasn't. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. We get to the third track. The beat just changing all over the place. You know what it is? Like, I'm a person that likes consistency uh, in my life. Uh, I don't like to be all over the damn place. This album is not consistent, not in terms of quality, but it's not consistent in terms of like just the song going a certain way. It was just all over the place for me. And it felt like this album is like it's, it's a taste test. Like you were getting a taste of this beat, a taste of that beat. And I wanted a full course meal. I was tired. of the, I, I'm tired of the samples from Costco's. That's basically what I got out of it, bro. I'm tired. Like, though, this chicken from Costco's is good, but I'm going to need I'm going to need more than one wing. I need like 10. OK. And that's what Travis Scott's album Astro World was for me. So that's why it's not for me. I would never call it trash, but I personally wasn't a fan. There's a couple songs that I added on my playlist, but um, I feel like this is going to be an album you either love or you hate. It's not going to be for everybody. It's not as great, in my opinion, as everybody's saying it is. That's my opinion on that. Um, I, I listen to YG Stay Dangerous. I Listen, y'all. Once again, I wouldn't call it trash because it hit a certain threshold of quality for me. Once something hits a certain threshold of quality, you can never call it trash it's only subjectively do you like it or not okay um yg stay dangerous it's not for me man i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm just kind of over the whole like yg's just got this whole stick about him like he's this super blood like this nigga's a super saiyan three blood like we get it bro you're a blood what else do you have to say like i'm just i don't know it's not and i'm be honest that's about as deep as it goes for me bro like i was just listening to songs eh, eh, eh. Eh, I was just skipping all. I couldn't do it. I could not. I don't think I finished an entire song all the way through through his whole album. It just was not for me. Like if you're from the West Coast, you probably enjoy it. But like and I did it multiple times. Like I just could not finish a song like it was. We get it, bro. You're su your super saiyan God level blood. We get it. All right. Uh, and then one album that I did like was uh, Davies Karma. I'm a big fan of Davies. Uh, I think he's the hottest thing coming out of New York. He's not getting the respect that he gets. He's uh, really spitting. I think his beat collection is fire too. Like his beat selection. I mean, um, I love the traumatized. Uh, I love the traumatized record on there. Um, Davies is just a, an artist that speaks to me. I think uh, I like what I like. And, and in my opinion, Davies just makes music for cool ass niggas. And if you ain't a cool ass nigga, then you never going to get it. Uh, it's just, he makes music that I can just ride to it past the car test. Um, 
that I just I can vibe to. I can work on the site, write articles, do homework, work out with, like stuff like that. Like that's what I like. Like he's really spitting. The beats were fire on here. I didn't like every song. I still think he's chasing Kari Chanel is his best album. Uh, but he's still being consistent in my opinion. He's still putting out quality content. He just needs that one record. I feel like to blow him over the top. Uh, and make him a superstar, I think, in rap. So if you never heard Dave East, I definitely uh, say check him out. Start off with his album, Kari Chanel, and then check out uh, the rest of his content on Spotify or wherever, Apple Music, wherever y'all listen to your music. Or if you're trapping out the bandwidth, whatever you do, bro. Uh, <laughs> but Dave East, he continues to impress me. I like his content. Um, if you're not a cool ass dude, you're not going to like it. I mean, but I am, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my opinion on music. That's what I recommend. I still got to listen to other stuff. Um, if you guys have any recommendations, feel free to uh, leave me a message on the uh, Anchor app at anchor.fm slash the Black Okage, and I'll try to get to it. It's so much content to absorb because uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I built my name on gaming and anime. Like if uh, <laughs> I was joking about this the other day, like if if I was an NBA 2K archetype on YouTube, like my primary would be gaming and anime would be my secondary. <laughs> and then everything comes after that. So like I always got to, because gaming is what I built myself up on and anime, I got to try try to keep up with gaming first and then everything is kind of second it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to sit down and just listen to everything and also i'm the type of person like when i like an album i like an album and i will listen to nothing but that for a month straight when the shit just straight speaks to me bro like when that nigga when that nigga davies was like what was the record uh i'm on a different type of time like I, I felt that shit bro i'm on a different type of time fucking lot, a lot of horsepower on me like that's Man, that Dave Davies be spitting, bro. He be spitting after that shit. But yeah, that's just my opinion. I recommend checking out Davies. Uh, still check out the other two albums I'd, and form your own opinion. But I'd say they're not for me. Travis Scott's Astro World and YG Stay Dangerous. Um, other than that, I don't have any other notes on my podcast. So hopefully you guys on my podcast on my podcast notes. Uh, so if you guys enjoyed the show, I mean, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, be sure to share it with your friends. Share it on Twitter, Facebook whatever social medias you use instagram i really appreciate everybody there's the support has been very strong for the show and i'm actually surprised by that um but i i appreciate everybody checking out the show um so this has been episode three of hokage thoughts uh you guys are uh, watching like a video or something like that you want to check out the audio keep in mind that we are available on anchor.fm slash the black hokage spotify and all other major podcast outlets um other than that i just want to say this has been hokage thoughts, thoughts.